Welcome to the TSO Podcast. I'm Kathleen Kajioka from the New Classical FM. This viola is one of only three in existence of this particular size. Two of them are in museums and not playable. This particular piece happens to be virtually as it left the master's hands back in 1703. That's violin shop owner Rick Heinel. You'll hear from him later in the show. Along with being TSO assistant principal viola, Teresa Rudolph is a coach for the Toronto Symphony Youth Orchestra. She helps mentor the young musicians as they prepare their music. The ensemble is currently getting ready for their annual spring concert coming up this week. Teresa Rudolph joins me and the TSO's Camille Watts in the studio now. Welcome to the show, Teresa. Hi, thanks, Kathleen. So what do you like most about coaching the TSYO? Um, The kids actually really inspire me. Um, They give me energy. So sometimes we have a busy schedule with the TSO, and then I go into coach and I think, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. How am I going to do this? But I start coaching them, and they're just so much fun that I realize I'm not tired anymore. Um, I really love exposing them to some of the greatest music ever written and seeing them experience it for the first time is really fun. What are the things that you tell them about being an orchestral viola player? Okay. Um, Well, it differs a little bit from just playing by yourself or playing with a pianist. Very important to hone the skill of listening to your colleagues and being able to respond to them. So Often there are many more violinists and cellists on stage. It's just kind of the way it goes in the TSYO. But I tell the section that if they really and truly play together, then they're going to be powerful and they're going to be heard. So we work on sound. We work on their ensemble listening skills and their sense of rhythm and pulse. And what a great metaphor that is for life. Yes. Right? (laughs) What was your path to joining the TSO? So both of my parents are professional musicians. Uh, They were both in the Vancouver Symphony for 20 years. Uh, My mom's a flute player like Camille, and my dad is principal percussion of the TSO. And um, we grew up in Vancouver, so I was surrounded by orchestral symphonic music my whole life and started violin lessons at the age of three. So fast forward to graduating from the Cleveland Institute of Music. I started out in the Detroit Symphony where I played for five years. Then I met my husband who's a violinist living here and I was kind of missing Canada and I moved back and played with the National Ballet and the Canadian Opera Company orchestras also for five years. And now this is my fifth season in the TSO, but I'm hoping to stick around. How did you switch from violin to viola? Well, when I was 12, uh, my mother was teaching at the music school that I was going to, the Vancouver Academy of Music, and she said, you know, they really need more violists in the chamber music program. Would you like to play viola in chamber music? That is a very uh, it's common, common story. path. Yeah. Probably you're familiar with it. So, um, so yeah, I picked up the viola, and the first piece I played was Dvorak American Quartet, which starts with a great viola solo, and it just kind of went from there. What's a common misconception about the viola? Well, I think you would probably agree um, that sometimes we're the butt of too many jokes, mm-hmm. and people think that we're not that smart, mm. and that's not true. But yeah, I would say there is a mis- misconception that like we're not as proficient at our instrument, maybe, as other string players, which is totally not true. Um, we face different challenges on the viola. So while the violinists might be playing pyrotechnic, crazy technical things, um, for us, because of the dimensions of the instrument, just drawing a beautiful, clear sound 
that's a little bit more challenging. Understanding how we fit into the fabric of the rest of the orchestra is a different kind of challenge. So we have different challenges. And I know many amazing violists that are challenging that stereotype that we're not that smart. Thanks so much, Teresa. Thank you. So great to chat with you and so great to, <laughs> you. you know, have more viola power in the room. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for having me. Teresa Rudolph, TSO Assistant Principal Viola and Coach with the Toronto Symphony Youth Orchestra. You're listening to the TSO Podcast. Stay with us. A precious Amati viola has been donated to the Toronto Symphony Orchestra. It's played by Principal Viola Tung Lee. What makes this instrument so extraordinary? Rick Heinel is here to tell us all about it. He's the owner of George Heinel & Company's Violin Shop, Toronto's oldest violin dealer. Welcome to the show, Rick. Well, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Tell us a bit about the background of this incredible instrument. Well, there's, there's lots to talk about with this incredible piece. Uh, it was made by Hieronymus Amati, Hieronymus II. Uh, Hieronymus was the fourth generation of violin makers in the family and the last generation. After he passed away, that golden period was over for the Amatis. Now, this particular viola was made in 1703. Uh, that would be the zenith of his career. He was about 50 years old at that time, and he was right in his prime. Um, but what's also very important here is that we must remember that this viola is one of only three in existence of this particular size. Two of them are in museums and not playable. This particular piece happens to be virtually as it left the master's hands back in 1703. That is amazing. It is amazing. Incredible. And one of the reasons why this particular piece has remained so well-preserved is that back in the 1980s, it was discovered in a castle in northern Italy on Lake Como. Well, there was some baronesses in the castle there, and they had a huge collection of instruments. And that viola was one of the instruments in that cache of, of, of musical instruments. And it's virtually without crack. It has 90% of the original varnish, no wow. wear, no chipping. It's just That's amazing. It's a delight to see this thing. This yeah. sounds like a fairy tale. A little bit, yes. A little bit like a fairy tale. How, was, how, well, how did it come to the TSO? Ah, okay. It came to the TSO um, 10, almost 11 years ago. Uh, the president and CEO of the TSO then, Andrew Shaw, uh, rang me up and said, Rick, we are going on a quest together. We need to find a beautiful viola for Tung Lee, who was, I think, just coming into the symphony she at that was time. New. Yep, okay. And I think she was under everybody's watchful eye and perhaps under Peter Unjian's wing a little bit there. And I was asked to find a suitable viola for this young lady because there was a benefactor. At that time, I did not know Dr. Waters, but I was soon to be introduced to him. And we've been fast friends ever since. Um, we found a viola uh, in Chicago. It was made by uh, J.B. Guadagnini, which was a very strong candidate. That was the first instrument that we found that was clean enough and had the right kind of voice and fit all these different things that I was asked to, mandates I was asked to fulfill. The viola was well received by Tung, but it wasn't her voice. It wasn't her match. She tried for weeks with the instrument and different strings and different setups. And I finally, remember this. do you remember this? Yes. And finally, we, I think we were in Roy Thompson Hall and we were, it was being played and we finally all looked at each other and said, let's not push this. It's just not going to fit this young lady. So the viola was returned. A uh, short time after that, I think Peter Unjian was at a film festival. 
stateside. And at that film festival, I think he met the owner of this particular viola that we're talking about, Dave Fulton. Uh, Dave Fulton owned the viola at that time. It was part of his collection. Peter Ungian did the Peter Ungian wonderful magic, sort of slid in there and talked a little bit. Peter rang me up and said, Rick, you have to hear about this. So from there, the story grows. I eventually went out. The viola was in Seattle, Washington. I went out to the gentleman's home, looked at the viola, fell madly in love with it, knew this was it. it I mean, there was no question about it. This is it one, was of, the is it one of those rare moments yeah, in your yeah, career? it was one of those, ha-ha, yeah. I wish there was more of them, actually. <laughs> but um, we did all the right things. We uh, had the instrument cleared through customs on temporary import and showed it to Tung, and I think Tung fell in love with it almost immediately, and the rest is history from there. We nego- negotiated the purchase of it, and it's now lives in Canada forever. What a beautiful story. Yeah. Thank you. My pleasure. We've been speaking with Rick Heinel, the owner of George Heinel & Company's Violin Shop. The Amati Viola is played by TSO Principal Viola, Tung Lee. That brings us to the end of this week's TSO podcast. Don't forget, you can be in touch with the TSO at any time. Send an email to community at tso.ca or leave a note on our Facebook or Twitter pages. For more music and stories from the Toronto Symphony Orchestra, join us on Sunday night with the TSO. That's every Sunday at 8 p.m. on the new Classical FM. I'm Kathleen Kajioka. Join us next Monday for another episode of the TSO Podcast.